Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. But many people wonder, how can I be free from things I've struggled with all my life? Anger, impurity, anxiety, depression, fear, gluttony, and so on. Well, today, Eric Hurt and Mike Cleveland study a passage of Scripture that will help you enjoy the freedom that Jesus died to give you. Hello, everyone. This is Mike Cleveland with my brother, Eric Hurt. Good morning, Eric. How are you? Uh, good morning, Mike. I'm doing really well. Uh, just excited to do another podcast with you and to uplift uh, Christ crucified and uh, to share it with the audience listening today. I'm excited, too. I just feel like every time we exalt the cross of Jesus Christ, uh, that somebody may hear and believe and receive and be changed, and it's uh, going to be a wonderful time. So today I thought we would just look at one verse. I know we normally go through a passage, but John chapter 5, verse 24 is so full that we kind of need to spend a little time there. And then, brother, if we have a chance toward the end, we'll just use an Old Testament illustration of this very uh, passage, this verse that we're looking at. So, uh, Eric, do you have John 5, 24 there, and you can just read it? I do, yeah. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. <laughs> Mike, this is such a wonderful passage. Whoever hears, whoever, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me, the Father who sent me, if you believe this gospel that, that the Father has sent me into the world uh, to be judged in your, in your place, uh, to be lifted up on a cross, brother, you pass from death to life. And this has been our experience, hasn't it, brother? We, we were dead in our sin and by faith believed this message. We had ears to hear as God opened up our ears to hear the message, brother. And we have passed from death to life. We no longer under the judgment. And it is just an amazing uh, to, to think how far that Christ went for us. It's it is. And, you know, and so let's look at these, these words together here, too, as we, as we consider this verse. Uh, he says, whoever hears my word. Well, you know, we know, Eric, that this means, you know, not merely hears the sound of the word and goes on about their life. But right. we're talking about whoever hears, meaning allows this word to penetrate his very nature. That's what it means to hear the word. He hears and understands. Uh, he hears and acts accordingly. He hears so that his nature is affected. And it says, whoever hears my word. Now, Eric, this is important to understand. He has a specific word, <clears throat> word in mind here. He's not just talking about all the words that he's ever going to speak and all the words of the Bible. He's not just talking about anybody who reads the Bible. He's got in mind a specific word, a specific message that enables one to cross from death to life. Mm -hmm. uh, any idea what that message is? <laughs> uh, this, is the, <laughs> this is the message of the gospel, brother, that he came to lay down his life, uh, only to take it up again. He came to lay down his life for you and for I, uh, to give life. You know, he gave up his life 
so that we, we might cross over. And as you said, this word needs to penetrate not just the ear for us to hear and say, oh, yeah, I believe that message. But it sinks down. It sinks down into who we are, brother, all the way down into the heart, to the, to the control center of who we are. And when we, when we hear it, when we receive it in the heart, when we believe it in the heart, this message, this gospel message, a life that, that you might live, that you might cross over, that you might be raised up and receive eternal life, brother. And if you've received eternal life, you have not only received eternal life, but freedom from the slavery of sin, power to live a new life because the Holy Spirit now lives in you and lifts you up and raises you out of the pit, as we talked about last week. And brother, it's just remarkable to talk about and exciting to share with the listeners today. Woo, that was good. Okay, we're done. Thanks, everybody. Oh, wow. That, that really blessed my heart, Eric. Thank you for that. And, and, and so what we're really talking about is the gospel. Now, we do need to really consider this for a minute because this word gospel has been hijacked today. Yes. And some wrong views of the gospel are that it's the Bible. Uh, and, and so people will say, uh, you know, it's just, oh, yes, the gospel is, is the word of God. The gospel is the Bible. No, the Bible contains the gospel. Uh, it points to the gospel, but we have to clearly define it. What we're talking about here is the fact that Jesus crossed from life to death. Hmm. He crossed over from life to death that we might cross from death to life. Amen. Um, he endured judgment and punishment for you, that you would be free from judgment and free from condemnation and free from punishment, that he died that you might live, that he was nailed to a tree that you might go free, that it's this concept that the blood of Jesus must be highlighted. It must be lifted up. People must be brought to see that the blood of Jesus is what it took not only to forgive our sins, Eric, but for us to cross over from death to life. And so this message that Jesus is referring to, which he calls my word here, is the most important message. It's that which brings people from death to life. And, and so um, another part of this verse is uh, that we cross over from death to life. And, you know, think about some synonyms for a minute of crossing over from death to life. We cross over from darkness to mm -hmm. light. We cross over from uh, slavery to freedom. We cross, cross over from, uh, from wrath and mm -hmm. anger to love and grace. We cross over from guilt and condemnation to innocence and justification. We cross over from bondage to the flesh to the power of the Holy Spirit. We cross over from gloom and depression to joy and thanksgiving. This is the crossover that we make, isn't it? Yes, it sure is. And that was so awesome. Thank you for all that. And that all happens right there where? At the cross. Uh, where Jesus' arms are spread from east to west, brother, receiving the judgment for us. And, and you know, when he's there loving us. He's there receiving all the judgment 
that we should have rightly received. The place where we cross over, brother, the, pra- the place where there's, there's power. And, you know, if it isn't the blood of Christ that we're looking at and making the connection with God's word, then all we're sharing is God's word void of the cross, uh, which is to look at the word incorrectly and, and to give the word out to others with zero power to affect their lives and to, to affect their heart and therefore to affect any change or any crossing over whatsoever. That is so true. We, in essence, we have twisted the scriptures if we leave the blood of Jesus out of any message. If we try to interpret God's word apart from the cross, uh, we have completely twisted uh, the scriptures to make it say something it doesn't. Uh, and so this is what's so important. And, and as we look at this next passage here in John 5.24, it says that he will not be judged. All right, mm-hmm. because he's crossed over from death to life. This is really important, too, to understand that Jesus fully took our judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric, you and I sinned, and Jesus was put on trial for it. Um, Jesus was judged uh, based upon having our sins on him, as if he had done the sinning, mm-hmm. uh, as if he was the one who was guilty. He was judged. Now, brother, God doesn't need to judge again. Right. Uh, and so, of course, we're not going to come into judgment because Jesus was already judged. And I grew up in a church, uh, a religious uh, club, if you call it that, that taught hmm. that eventually you and I will be judged apart from a mediator, hmm. that we will have to stand before a holy God without the clothing, the righteousness of Christ on, and how will you have lived? Will he look at your life and judge you as innocent? Well, brother, if that is the case, no single person would ever, ever be allowed into heaven. The reality is that Jesus was being judged for us. After all, look at the fact that he never sinned one time. He was perfect and righteous and holy. So why is he being treated like a criminal? Mm-hmm. And the answer is because he's taken our place. He's stood condemned uh, as our substitute. So the reality is, Eric, you will never be judged. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've passed from death to life already. And that is an amazing thing to consider when we look at the cross, brother. And we're just hoping that somebody listening right now is looking at the cross and recognizing exactly what Mike said, that there's no judgment left for you. Uh, That when you look at the cross, you see that Jesus was judged for every single sin you've ever committed. Uh, Every single sin that I've ever committed, that Mike's ever committed, that anybody's ever committed, that Jesus was condemned and judged for it as if it were you. Now, what does that do to your heart to hear that message? This is not the message that Mike heard from his church, where you stand before God and get ready to receive your punishment. (laughs) No, Jesus received and was condemned as a criminal on the cross for us, that we might pass over (laughs) or cross over right there at the cross. And so, brothers and sisters, those listening, this is for you. This freedom, uh, this judgment has been in your place. Jesus hung there in your place. And, you know, if we deliver a message other than that, Mike, it is an absolute different gospel. But we're not preaching a different gospel today. 
we're preaching the gospel. Jesus came and died for your sins and that he was buried and that he rose on the third day, that he's poured out his blood for you, poured out his life for you, that you might cross over from death to life, as stated earlier. And this, what does this do to our heart, brother? It breaks my heart to think that Jesus would have to hang on a cross for me, for all my sin. But then it brings tremendous joy as this sinks down into my heart, as this melts my heart, as his heart was melted on the cross. And he was pouring out his last breath and pouring out his very life as he was stretched out with his arms to receive us and to love us. I mean, brother, this message is the message. I love how you you talked about what it does to your heart, because this is not basically an intellectual message. Uh, This is not first and foremost information, Hmm. as if you were reading a textbook. This is designed to cut our hearts. When we see an innocent, holy son of God hanging on a cross that we might stand in the judgment, Hmm. it should deeply affect us. And I'm not talking just emotionally, although that sometimes is part of it. Um, I'm talking about cutting us, wounding us, humbling us into the dust to see that Jesus went into the dust Hmm. so that we could go into heaven that he went, descended to hell, the Bible talks about, that we might go to heaven. Eric, this is not something that we take lightly. Brother, this affects us so deeply that it's like it puts to death my whole previous life, uh, the way I used to think and live, uh, the, the way that I would interact in the world. It just crucifies me. Mm. Uh, and that's the design of it. That's the purpose of it. So, what we've talked about in John 5.24 is how we cross over from death to life, from judgment and condemnation to freedom uh, and, uh, and justification. So we cross over through the payment made by Jesus Christ. Uh, and so I want to just illustrate that because sometimes it helps to see a picture of this. So brother, look, if you would, at Exodus chapter 30. And we just need to read a couple of verses here. Uh, I'll start with 11 and 12, and then uh, if you can read 13. So Exodus 30, 11 and 12. Remember, we're illustrating the crossover through the payment that was made. Okay, so Exodus 30, verse 11. Then the Lord said to Moses, When you take a census of the Israelites to count them, each one must pay the Lord a ransom for his life at the time he is counted. Then no plague will come on them when you number them. And then verse 13, brother. Oh, yes. Uh, Each one who is numbered in the census shall give this half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. The shekel is 20 giras, half a shekel as an offering to the Lord. Okay, and then verse 14, all who cross over, or are numbered, yours is saying, all who cross over, those 20 years old or more, are to give an offering to the Lord. And so um, what we're seeing here is the, the truth illustrated that in order to cross over to be numbered as God's people, there has to be a ransom. There has to be a payment made. Now in the Old Testament, because this is a shadow and all shadows are a distortion of what the shadow pictures, 
um, they paid their own price. But mm -hmm. when you come to the New Testament, you understand that the price we owe is too great, that we don't have the resources to pay an eternal death. And so Jesus became our ransom. In Matthew 20, verse 28, it says, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life a ransom hmm. for many. So what is a ransom, brother? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a rescue mission, brother. It, it, it is to, to save you out of. It, it is to pay a price uh, to rescue you out of what we called earlier uh, to cross over from death to life, to pull you out of slavery, uh, to pull you out of the darkness and into light. It, it, it's, it's a rescue mission. And, and that's what Jesus did. Jesus came to rescue us with, not with gold or silver, but with his precious blood. That was the high price, brother. There's no way we could have done anything. Uh, we were we were trapped in our sin. There's nothing good in us. Um, there is no way we could have ever satisfied God in and of ourselves. We needed somebody to pay the ransom price for us. And that's exactly what Jesus did. It wasn't silver and gold. It was, it was, he ransomed us with his very life and his lifeblood that he poured out on the cross for us. And he rescued us with his blood, brother. That is so different than the message we often hear today. It's the, it's the opposite message of what, we, of what we hear. Let's talk about that for a second. What messages do we hear uh, that tell us how we can cross over from death to life? We might uh, talk about, you know, good works. If we, uh, if we measure up according to the standard, then we can cross over from death to life. Now, that's certainly one of them. It's our works. And the reality is, no, it was Christ's work uh, that he did on the cross. His finished work has ransomed us. And I love how you described the ransom, the, the payment, the purchase price, the blood he shed, takes us from death to life. Uh, not from sickness to recovery, but from complete death, Eric, complete death to complete life. Uh, I love that. Amen. And, and, you know, some other things that we might hear is, uh, you, you know, just raise your hand and, uh, you know, repeat a prayer after me. But that is, that is not what we're talking about. Uh, we're, we're not talking about, uh, we're talking about a complete change at the cross, this complete crossover. And we hope that we haven't been unclear today, uh, that it is a crucifixion, that you follow Christ to the cross. Your flesh is put to death with Christ, in Christ. And you raise up with power, and you raise up to a new life where you're free, not only for eternity, uh, but you're pulled out of the darkness. You are delivered from that darkness and brought into the kingdom of the Son that He loves, brought into the kingdom of light. There's so much that happens at the cross that we can't look at it half-heartedly. We, we have to look at it and see uh, over and over again, brother, what actually transpired there because the more we look the more we actually see and the more we see the more we believe and the more we believe the deeper it roots down into our hearts uh, the more it stabilizes us on level ground the more it matures us and brings us uh, in, in, into maturity from children into maturity and uh, so brother this is the only message that we want to give 
because it's the only message that has power to cut and heal uh, the hearts of the hearers. Okay, so I'm flying high right now. <laughs> I love what you just said. That was powerful. And so here's a question. What would happen if these Israelites came to cross over to be counted as being in the family of God, in the nation of faiths, so to speak? What would happen if they didn't have the ransom price? Well, they're not crossing over, brother. Right? They're remaining they're, in death. And, and that's the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. The cross is where we cross over. The cross is the, that which brings us from death to life. The cross, <laughs> the cross, the cross is where we enter into the experience of deliverance and freedom. You see, it's not just information, it's transformation, where we actually go from being a son of Satan to a son of God, where we go from living in the lusts of our flesh to walking by the Spirit. This is what the cross does. This is why we lift up the cross, the atonement, the, the ransom price paid, so that people can believe this message. And when they believe it, they cross over and they are numbered with God's people. And they're no longer, they can look back where uh, there's a time when they had not crossed over, where they were living back in the old, uh, under the power of Satan, under the do dominion of their own flesh, and they had, had not crossed over, they were in death. Now they are in life and life abundant and life eternal, and they will never cross, recross, right? They'll never <laughs> cross, cross back over. The cross is a one-way uh, place. So, brother, let's bring this to a close. And just for a minute, if you would uh, think about someone who needs to cross over and what needs to happen. And maybe they're hearing this going, wow, I really need a crossover. Uh, and if you would, speak life to them and just close us in prayer. Yes, certainly. Uh, thank you, Mike. And that was wonderful. Thank you for that, uh, brother. And, you know, if you're listening today, would you look at the cross with us and see Jesus nailed and pierced and judged and condemned in your place for your every sin? For every sin that you've ever committed, he has become sin for you. He then extends his love and righteousness to you, forgiveness to you, cleansing to you, so that you, this word can root down deep into your heart. It can transform you. It can crucify your old flesh where you rise up anew. This is to be experienced, friend. This is, an ex this is a powerful experience where you're given the spirit and you're given power to live a new life. You're given a new heart. You, you have new desires. This is the life of the believer, powerful experience from your old life to a new. And then you look back and you see your old man buried in a tomb and he never rises up because you've risen free. You've risen free from your sin. You're, you're risen uh, to a new creation and it is awesome. Uh, you look back and you just can't wait to tell somebody how your life has crossed over from death to life. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, may those hearers hear the message of Jesus said, my word, the gospel of Jesus Christ, where he laid down his life, that we might cross over from our death to life. And so, Lord, please allow this, your word, 
to penetrate the heart today of the hearers, that indeed they would cross over from death to life. They would become a new creation in Christ. They would experience the power of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, that they would rise up with power, that their old man be buried in a tomb, and that their hearts would be cut and forever changed. May their desires be forever changed. May they experience freedom from their slavery to sin, whatever it might be. May they experience being taken out of the darkness and brought into marvelous light. And so, Lord, we just ask this and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.